0: You know, we use uh, humility, excellence, and unity. Um, those are kind of the three things that we use and preach about. Um, you know, like we want guys that are going to be humble. Uh, we want guys that are going to uh, be selfless, be team first, you know, and do all that stuff that, that, that it takes to become a really good team uh, because there's nothing that really rubs me the wrong way. And, and I, I know a lot of other baseball guys and coaches as well, of, of, of those I guys, um, you know, we actually have a rule at our school. It's a, it's a, and it's one thing I think our athletic director's done a tremendous job of. Uh, there's no number one in anywhere in our program. We just had an infectious positive mindset and an infectious positive energy every moment uh, that we were with those kids.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the High School Coaches Club. I'm your host, Max Price. So excited to be back on the air with you. This episode was actually recorded before our spring season started, so actually like three, maybe four months ago, if you're listening to this on the day or week in which it came out, uh, but with a toddler at home uh, who's turning four here soon, and both my wife and I serving as head coaches of high school programs. She was the uh, head high school track coach uh, for a local um, school here. Uh, the podcast just kind of took a back seat. Uh, we had some family things happen recently, and so uh, just kind of uh, took a break from it, and now we're back, and I'm totally and absolutely excited. Uh, this is a killer episode with a fantastic guest, and I can't wait for you to give it a listen. Huge thank you to Will Miner and the gang over at Netting Pros. They've powered the High School Coaches Club for years now. If you need any facility improvements, make them your first call. Not only will they help you design it, but they'll do it all custom for you. From the fabrication to the installation, they've got you covered. For netting digital graphic wall padding turf turf protectors cubbies windscreen ball carts you name it they crush the baseball and softball world on a daily basis but they also get after in football soccer lacrosse track and field golf courses and just about any sport you can imagine they're truly making facilities better all across america providing high quality products and services for facilities fields courses and stadiums throughout this country Not only at the high school level, but for recreational, collegiate, and professional sports as well. You can contact them today by calling 844-620-2707, emailing info at nettingpros.com, visiting their website, nettingpros.com, or by checking them out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Netting Pros, they're improving programs one facility at a time. In this episode, I'm joined by Brett Andrzejewski. After nearly getting cut from his high school team, he became a sidearm pitcher, basically as a way to make the team and stick around. And fast forward a few years, he wound up leading the Big Ten, that's big time Division I baseball, in conference appearances, and his own team, the Purdue Boilermakers, in ERA. From there, he got right into coaching, eventually being named the first head coach at a brand new school in the fall of 2019, Parish Community High School, where he's been ever since. From 13 guys at the very first tryout in year one to 75 plus in recent years, they are thriving, and you're going to find out why. So, let's do it. Let's dive in. It's episode 82 with Brett Jeski. All right, Brett Jeski, thanks for joining me, man.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me.
1: For sure. I, I did something a little different. I wanted to do something a little bit different to start uh, our, our kind of conversation because um, you played for Purdue. Uh, you, you pitched for them and, you know, Googled you real quick and it, it came up. And I just happened to come across uh, the, the SID at Purdue must have been amazing because there is a, a, a senior year profile of you and uh, it's not just your stats and it's not just you being 6'2 and 160 pounds uh it's got a, a bunch of questions that they apparently made you answer and i thought kind yeah. of a fun way to start the podcast would be to see if you know 10 years later you can still remember a few of these things
0: oh shoot all right yeah i'm, I'm game <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i got five for you that i thought were kind of the most interesting uh we'll do i'll do kind of a, a one that maybe you still do, I don't know uh, favorite outdoor activity when you were uh, at purdue senior year um
0: i would say favorite outdoor activity was probably golf although yeah, I was right. not good at it still not any good at it <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you still play
0: oh yeah i i uh actually took over the the golf coaching job at my school for uh for a short stint uh Although I was very unqualified to do so.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. I, um, side story, I guess. Uh, the, I, I always think about for, you know, for here in Oregon, probably the same in a lot of parts of the country. Golf and baseball happen in the spring. But I always think of like, man, wouldn't it be a nice, like fun thing to do if I ever stopped coaching baseball just to, to kind of go coach golf and be out at the, at the golf course every day after school? Oh uh, dude, that was
0: the that was the best gig I, in Florida down here. It's a it's a golf is a fall sport, so uh, hmm. yeah, I got to do uh, do golf in the fall, and essentially you're just a a glorified soccer mom, just running around uh, Gatorade and orange slices to the kids because they're all <laughs> spread out throughout the course.
1: <laughs> I love it. That'd have been awesome. All right, let's get a little harder. Uh, in 2013, your favorite athlete?
0: Ooh, uh, maybe David Freeze. I'm a Cardinal uh, fan, going... so that was right after the...
1: Uh... <laughs> we're going Brady Quinn.
0: Oh, Brady Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I grew up a huge Notre Dame fan, so...
1: All right, <laughs> uh, let's do f- favorite actress. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. That would be my... <laughs> yep. Can I have that? <laughs> you, you got that? We're, we're one for three nice. now. Perfect. Uh, in 2013, the last concert you had attended?
0: Hmm... Was it uh, Hoodie and the Blowfish? Maybe. Yeah, oh, Hoodie and the was Blowfish. It? Oh, all right. nice. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. A little Darius Rucker, let's go. Ah, all right, yeah, here right. we go. <laughs> Last one. I got a kick out of this one with my wife because it's uh, it's an artist that I, I I don't know that people our age because we're we're real similar in age, you and me, and, and yep. so is my wife. And I don't know a lot of us are having this this artist in our. Um, at the time, they said, what artist is in your MP3 player? It's funny that they didn't say iPod or something like that. Uh, but I, I mentioned this to her, and she goes, oh, my gosh, really? Like, yeah. So uh, in 2013, the question was, what artist is in your MP3 player?
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, when you lead it that way, I would, my, the answer I'd say would probably be in the Bullfish, but no, not, the way you framed it, I know that's not right.
1: Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> um, shoot, I have no idea. We're going with Sister Hazel.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was. Uh. My dad brought me up on them. So. But yeah. Would have never in a million years been able to guess that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Thanks for doing that. I think it's kind of funny that uh, you know I've seen a lot of you know you know college profiles and stuff and rarely do they have that which I thought was yeah. kind of interesting um your path to purdue is kind of kind of cool because you went through a couple different stops before getting there but i kind of want to backtrack all the way to high school for you and Mm -hmm. uh, just give a chance to kind of share where like where you went to high school and just kind of what sports you played and what that experience was like for for you
0: yeah for sure so um i grew up in uh, westfield indiana which is just a, a northern suburb of indianapolis um and uh I grew up playing baseball. Um, I enjoyed other sports, wasn't very good at them. Um, so never, never, never pursued them or anything like that. Um, but uh, was a baseball player, uh, was a second baseman that quite frankly, couldn't hit very well and, and, and wasn't very quick couldn't do any of that stuff. So um, I, I uh, my, my junior year before uh, uh, tryouts, my coach had pulled me off to the side. Um kind of, he had a great relationship with them and, He's like, man, uh, you know, just you, you, quite frankly, you're going to have to find a way to make the team and, and find a role. Because at the time, there, there, there did not seem to be a role on the field for me. So um, at that point, uh, I ended up dropping down and throwing sidearm submarine um, and uh, ended up becoming a, a relief pitcher. Um, so it was a relief pitcher uh, my junior, senior year of high school. Um, and uh, got to play for uh, uh, Coach Ryan Bunnell at uh, Westfield High School um, and uh, had a ton of success uh, our junior, senior year. Um, Senior year, ended up going to the state championship game and uh, lost a heartbreaker in extra innings. Um, But uh, we had a real talented area, real talented team. Um, Ended up, I think, there was like six or seven uh, uh, collegiate players uh, that were in our class that went on to play. So, uh, was was a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny because in I think we've all done them and, and you obviously on the coaching side now. There's a lot of times where we have players that sound similar to what you were like, right? Where it's like, man, I don't know that there's a path for you to really like become a player in the program long term, and then beyond that to then also get like playing time. And so I think a lot of us have always like watched our guys and been like, man. I wonder if he could drop down side. Like, I wonder if maybe he can make it work because there's something in high school that that makes sidearm submarine type guys really hard to hit. I, it's probably just you don't ever see them, you know, and so I think a lot of us look at guys like that and go, man, is there is there a path to playing time where we might be able to find make a pitcher out of you if we drop you down?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I, – I, again, I'm, I'm very close with uh, Coach Funnell still to this day, and uh, I, I thank him all the time, like, man – uh, I was looking to transfer. I mean, we, we give kids hard time now, if, you know, I uh, have a hard time to look to transfer and, you know, shoot, I, I look to do the same thing. I shadowed a private school nearby because I I knew that was probably my only chance to to play the field. And, you know, I'm just ever thankful that, you know, he, he had that conversation with me, was up front before the season started. And, you know uh, you know, again, like you said, from the coaching side, it, it, it makes me now, you know, look at kids that are just a, pleasure to be around you know that, that do the right thing but sometimes people are gifted in different ways and have different talents and sometimes that's not on the field so kind of have to get creative to keep them around
1: what was it like to be on the losing end of an extra inning state title game your senior year
0: oh my gosh that was uh me and my buddies we still talk about it to this day my <laughs> wife she, she gives us a hard time I mean we're we're now shoot 12 years removed or however long from it and, and uh, that's still the topic of conversation when we all get back it, it's an uh, absolute heartbreaker uh, you know I, we left especially now from the coaching side looking at things uh, a little differently it's like we left I think it was 12 guys on base we left mm-hmm. uh, um, our, our starting pitcher um, he had like 14 strikeouts and uh, from me personally I got stranded in the bullpen so uh, that was one of those like yeah oh. <laughs> This is the heart, add to the heartache.
1: I was watching uh, North Carolina play the Oregon Ducks in football a few days ago. Uh, time recording this is right in the middle of bowl season. And North Carolina got, you know, within like 50 yard. it would be like a 52-yard field goal there down by point with two seconds left. And the video is like showing the kicker getting ready. And then they're still on him when the coaching staff makes the decision to just try Hail Mary instead. And you just see yeah. the defeat in this poor kid who just turns around, kind of just walks back to the sideline like, well – I guess i don't get to try it
0: <laughs> yeah that, that that's got uh, that's got uh, relief pictures written all over it uh, how many yeah. times the guy next to you goes in instead or the starter gets to stay out during the mound visit yeah that's uh that's a feeling i think we all know too
1: well <laughs> how'd you end up at purdue then because i'm you know you you, I, you know you're you didn't go straight from high school to purdue so what was that path like for you because the the locations as i'm looking at it, are pretty interesting
0: yeah, I was, uh, like I said, it, it, from, from a high school athlete, I mean, I almost got cut from the high school team. I mean, uh, so uh, to, to say I would have ended up in a Division one program is, is not a path I ever could have imagined. So uh, it, it, it was a crazy way to get there. So from my uh, um, after I graduated from, from high school, I ended up going to uh, a, a small Division three school, uh, Franklin College, just south Indianapolis, um, didn't really have a whole lot of options, quite frankly, uh, to uh, places to go, um, ended up going to, to there for a year and, um, uh, got to pitch a bunch, got to play a bunch. Um, but it just wasn't for me personally. Um, I just kind of felt that, you know, it, it wasn't fulfilling uh, for me personally. So, um, uh, I wanted to kind of uh, put myself out there a little bit and do everything I could to, to play at the highest level that I could, at least thought I could. Um, so in order to do that, um, the way the, the transfers uh, worked at the time, I had to go to a, a junior college to avoid having to sit out a year um, you know knowing I'm not a guy that, that through you know 90s that, that people were going to be willing to have the patience for that year. Um, I went and looked at some junior colleges um, and ended up um, I remembered when I, I played for the Indiana Bulls travel uh, program. Um, my fall my senior year, we went to Jupiter and, uh, Tallahassee community college, um, had sparked a little bit of interest into me, um, and, uh, ended up just kind of following up with them, uh, when I left Franklin and come to find out, uh, the head coach at the time was, uh, uh, coach Mike McLeod and he was a, a sidearm pitcher, um, uh, for the Yankees. Um, and then, uh, Boo Williams was the uh, pitching coach, was a sidearm pitcher for the uh, for the A's in the 80s and 90s. So um, I was like, well, shoot, man, I've been kind of teaching myself this whole time. Uh, let's let's give it a shot. And go down there and see what happens. Um, so I went to Tallahassee, had a, a pretty uh, a terrible fall. Quite frankly, I thought I was getting cut. Uh, came home for Christmas and and thought I was probably staying home. Uh, and ended up getting the call to come back for the the spring, had a great spring season and uh, uh, just kind of, again, knew I wanted to come back to the Midwest, put myself out there a little bit. Um, And thankfully uh, our catcher from, from my high school team was the catcher at Purdue um, and Kevin Pulecki, who's a a backup uh, catcher for the, was with Red Sox the last couple of years Um, was close with the recruiting coordinator and uh, was able to get me a roster spot and, uh, that was uh, ended up at Purdue,
1: which was a great time. Yeah, and your path to me is like I'm listening to it and was reading about it prior to this. It's something that I think lends itself really well to becoming a high school coach and being able to be around kids and have that connection of like, dude, I've been where you are, or even like I've been worse than you are, right? Like, I think there's something unique and special and provides you with kind of a good background for working with kids where it's like, yeah, I almost got cut from my high school team. I had to completely change. You know, sometimes we ask kids to change a position like you changed a position and an arm angle like you completely changed what you were right and it's like I considered transferring I chose not to then I went to we, we did okay like we like and then we made the state championship and then we lost And the like, second then we I went to a d3 school and then I went really far from home at a juco wasn't sure if he didn't make it and then uh from there I played d1 baseball like it's just a really cool path that I think lends itself really naturally to have you end up working with kids so when you were on this journey at what point did you realize that coaching is something that you wanted to do?
0: Um, I kind of knew even when I was in high school, um, hmm. that I had just always had a love, uh, for the game of baseball and, and kind of the mental side of it. Um, and, uh, that was always something that had kind of you know sparked my interest. Um, and it was just a matter of, you know, how involved in things like that I was going to get and. uh, I don't think I realized at the time um, how much of my you know playing experience was going to benefit me uh, connecting with like you said a, a, just a variety of different kids. Um, I, I guess I didn't really realize it at the time, and, and, and once I got into coaching, it was it was pretty evident pretty quick. Um, you know, if you've got a roster of you know forty guys. 50, 60 guys, depending on the school that are coming out for tryouts, it's like, shoot, I probably have some sort of connection with, mm-hmm. uh, almost, almost every single one of them I can relate to, yeah. uh, just from personal exactly. experience. So it's been really cool.
1: I mean, it makes it really easy in, in in one in one regard because it's like you got a kid who's think you know thinks he's a Division One type player. Well, I yeah, I was a Division One player. Let's talk about it. You got a kid who's thinking about transferring to a different school. Hey, man, I've been there. You got a kid who's got to change positions. Be like, dude, I'm asking you to change from shortstop to left field. When I was in high school, I moved from second base to not being on the field anymore. Like it's uh, I think it just lends itself really well and and becomes really natural. So I know you you coached the Indiana Bulls for a few years and then uh, ended up with your first high school uh, kind of experience as a coach, um, as a pitching coach. Uh, What was that from the time you graduated from Purdue to the time you started coaching? What was that path like for you? Yeah, so when
0: I left Purdue, um so because I went to pretty much every school in America, uh the uh <laughs> path to getting an education certificate uh, was not the easiest. So I had to do uh some online teaching program and kind of while I was doing that, I uh um sort of um I, I was working a, a bunch of different jobs. Uh I worked um at a uh as an aide at a middle school um, I was doing my student teaching. I actually worked at a braille factory, which that was, (laughs) didn't know those existed. Uh, And, uh, but ended up doing just a variety of different things, but always had some play in in coaching, Um, whether it was a travel team or helping out back at uh, my old high school. Or um, I even coached um, one of our middle schools, uh, the seventh grade team when I was an eight at that school. So just kind of had my foot in it and uh, was just kind of, you know, just kind of trying to see, you know, what sort of, you know, uh, how I wanted to handle, you know, being a coach, what were some of the the philosophies I wanted to to adopt uh, from, you know, previous coaches and, and things that, you know, I I wanted to do differently. Um, you know, just kind of was, was able to do all that and experiment all that with, uh, you know, whether it was, you know, seventh, eighth grade or, you know, working just with the high school team um, as an assistant whenever I could.
1: And then you're, you're pretty young, like 24, 25 when you end up, being the the head coach at southeast high school
0: yeah so um, my wife and i we got married in uh, 2015 and uh, then we we both knew we wanted to come to florida uh just to kind of get away uh, from indiana uh, the winters at least for a little bit and just test the waters uh so we both just started applying to everywhere in the state um and it just so happened that We both got job uh, offers in Bradenton, Florida, Uh, and uh, the the school that I got offered with uh, came with the head coaching job at at Southeast High School. And uh, uh, at the time, I was like just I was excited out of my mind, you know, just getting a head coaching job in Florida, and and just when you think about the state of Florida and its baseball rich, uh, just was just I I, I was I was just head over heels, just excited. Um, Come down here, it's like we had our own locker room, we had our own. Portable, that we you know it was like a clubhouse in addition to the locker room and um it was it was a really cool uh experience um and, and when we got that first head coaching job it was uh we got down here and and everyone was looking at me like i had three heads like man why would you take that job uh so come <laughs> to find out it was one of those uh, <laughs> uh, positions that they had kind of been the uh the the, uh, the the bottom of the area uh, so to speak as far as talent wise but I didn't see any of that stuff I was just looking at the facilities and uh, you know just everything uh, just from a different perspective of like man I got a head coaching job in Florida and I've got all this stuff to work with um, and, and was more excited about all that stuff.
1: There's probably something like good about that like the I don't know if it was being naive about the talent level or anything like that but just like I know like locally here where I am in Salem we've got six high schools and I you know I know like if one or two like someone got a job at them I'd be like "Dude are you are you sure that's what you want to like there might be places with more talent if you want to go somewhere else but I think there's probably something that was really good for you of coming in from the from way outside from you know Indiana right from coming way away to down there and like you said you're kind of just excited about what's there Rather than like a lot of probably local people would be of looking around going, I don't know if that's a, if that's a good fit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny because uh, even still to this day, I mean, I've, I've told uh, the athletic director and the administration at that school. I was like, man, you guys you, you kind of need to, uh, you know, that that's the best thing you can do is get somebody that's oblivious to whatever stigmas <laughs> at that school, because, you know, that's that they're not going to approach it as if it's, uh, you know, just coaching like uh you know the, the 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 terrible school down the down the road like it's this is their thing and it's something to um uh, like be, be, being able to have that head coaching job um i was just so excited about it because um i got to be an assistant uh for for one year um at the school i coached at in indiana and i i just it having to bite my tongue too much um I, I, that's just not how i'm wired so um it was it was just an opportunity to come in and and really to change the mindset of these kids. I mean, the talent's gonna only change so much and only improve so much. Um, but as far as like the mindset stuff, I think that that's where that's now helped me, uh, moving on to a, a different place that is, you know, has a better talent pool. Um, is, is, is just to make sure that like the mindset, man, like shoot, you gotta get, you know, a little kitten to look in a mirror and see a lion. Uh, and, and that was kind of, uh, you know, what I was able to, um, you know, work on and improve
1: upon. Let's talk about that a little bit before we get into uh, Parish, because I think it's it's a good thing for people to hear is like, I mean, you know how it is at high school. You're going to get the kids that walk in the door that, you know, there's obviously there's <laughs> different people that might try to recruit kids and things like that. But, you know, at the base level, you're going to get whoever walks in the door. And uh, especially if you're coming in brand new to a school, the players are already there that you, you have what you have. And so, the, the talent and the skill, and you can work really hard to develop that as best you can, but it's still going to be the same group of people that are there. The mindset though, and you've mentioned a couple times mindset earlier, you mentioned the mental side parts of, of baseball that you felt were really important for you. Um, what types of things were you doing at Southeast to try to help those kids see themselves as a lion when they look in the mirror, right? Like what kinds of things were you explicitly doing with those kids to try to get them to believe in themselves?
0: I was, was just adamant um, that we just had an infectious positive mindset and an infectious positive energy at every practice um, and at every moment uh, that we were with those kids uh, because, uh, you know, they, were, they, they weren't dumb. I mean, they knew, like, we didn't have a pitcher that threw over 70 uh, when I first got there. So, I mean, it, and we were in a district that we played Bo Bichette three times. So um, you know, they 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 weren't dumb. They knew like, hey, this stuff, you know, they 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 were very aware, but just being to make sure of like, look, like I don't care who's in the box, like let's watch BP. Uh, you know, does anybody, you know, if we throw out eight eight guys in the field during BP is 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 anybody hitting a thousand? No, that's not happening. Um, and just also making sure that, you know, we structured practice in a way where there was competition, there was winners and there was losers. Um, so that it got to the point where they weren't numb to losing, um, and 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 I think that was kind of the vibe that was in the program was they were just numb to losing. Like it was just a part of it, um, and, and they hadn't an experienced winning. So when you could build that into the practice plan of like, look, we're gonna have a competition, we're gonna mix up teams, we're gonna probably tilt the scales so that different guys get to taste winning and 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 also get to taste a little bit of adversity. Um, to sort of just, like I said, just kind of flip that mindset a little bit so that, um, you know, they got excited to come to the ballpark every day because it was a positive environment. There was a ton of energy flowing. Uh, you know, we were blasting music. Uh, we were doing all that stuff that that just kind of kept the vibe up. Um, and so that it was something where there was um, a commitment level that maybe hadn't been there previously.
1: And during your time there, obviously, you guys found a way to to win some games along the way, which is kind of a fun part on top of it. It's really cool, you know, to help kids get to believe in themselves, to help them get to see themselves differently, to try to change the kind of mindset of a program. But it's also really rewarding when on the flip side, you end up doing something like winning a district title, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was... uh... And that's that's a crazy story in and of itself. Uh, we so we ended up winning our our, our uh, uh, second year there. Ended up winning the district championship, which was which was just so cool because for those kids, like they hadn't won more than four games in the years, like each season combined. Um, and it was just one of those things where uh, you know we only won four games in my first year there. So there was a little bit of like ah here we go again. Um, but there was something that changed where. Uh, it was in the off season where you started to see some guys like, you know what? We're like, we're actually kind of good. Like we've got some kids that can play some pieces. Like we don't have any five tool players, but man, if, if, if we look and add up everybody's, you know, one or two tools they have, like we can actually be a pretty decent team. And um, there was a moment that season where we ended up losing to a team uh, that hadn't won a game. I want to say it was six years that they hadn't won a game. Mm. We ended up losing to them. And, uh watching that team celebrate against us. And, and it like, they had just won the world series um, sure. that season. It was one of those, like the first time that we were like, all those kids looked at and, 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 and felt losing. It was like, okay, this shouldn't happen. And it was like, okay, now we actually expect to win when we come out here. Um, and so the rest of that season, it was just really cool to see like how there was an accountability Uh, there was, there was leadership and all that stuff just really kind of pieced together to uh, our playoff run when we ended up uh, going to play um, the top ranked team. And uh, when we go to that top ranked team, we end up, we, uh, we, we scored six runs in the first, ended up taking a nine to nothing lead uh, going into uh, uh, the the bottom of the uh, seventh. And uh, they end up, Tying, or no, they end up we end up uh, being down by, or up by one but the base is loaded and uh, usF commits at the plate so we got a division one kid at, uh, at the plate <laughs> against us and uh we're in the, uh, the the semifinals of the districts and you know just kind of took a of visit at that point it was like all right like here's the difference like here's the difference you guys are in a position to go to a district championship game uh how's your mindset now like do you expect to win this or are you guys expecting to lose it and you could just see like everyone's like I got this Uh, And it was just a really cool moment to see, like, and look at all those guys in the field and be like, hey, no, like, coach, we got this. Um, Ended up getting a guy to fly out to the outfield, go to the district championship game. The morning of the district championship game, my athletic director calls me into his office and tells me that in the the other semifinal game um, that the team who won didn't abide by the FHSA pitch count and had to forfeit their next game. So we ended up Getting uh, a forfeited uh, district championship game, uh, which was crazy. Like none of the all the kids thought we were we were kind of messing with
1: them. Yeah, I bet that'd be. I also think of how weird that would be. That it feels like you almost get robbed of the real celebration of winning the district title because you win the semifinal game and say, "Okay, we got one more to go," and then the game doesn't even happen.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. I mean it all the kids thought like we, we like to joke around with them and give them a hard time like they all thought we were kidding uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like no coach like, do you think I'd call you out of a class all of you guys just got called out of class for uh, at an IB school for uh, <laughs> for a joke like guys that, that, that I, I don't have the stones to do that so uh, it there was a little bit of it but I think the uh, uh, the intensity of the uh, semifinal game, uh, was uh, was 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 satisfying and uh, uh, yeah. for everybody. So even talking to those kids still today, that, that's that's the first thing they they uh, they come up with and, and, and want to talk about is that uh, semifinal game because in their minds to this day that's the district championship.
1: Oh sure. And especially when you consider the, what the game was like, right? It wasn't like you just went in there took the nine, nothing lead and finished the game with a nine, nothing lead, right? You get the excitement <laughs> of having to get a big dude out at the end and, and everything. So that's pretty cool. Need to, need to hear people talk about how they helped kind of turn programs around the mindset thing, I think is so undervalued and so important because just going back to that moment of, uh, of getting this team and you've got them in the semifinals, you've, you know, you've got this, guy at the plate who can probably tattoo a baseball Uh, they have a chance to win it and it's really easy for a lot of teams to revert back to the mindset that they used to have of like oh here you know that uh here we go like this is it like we we had our chance and now we're about to blow it and to to be able to kind of rally them back together and and have them kind of answer that question of are you really like do you feel like you're the winner like you're gonna win yeah it's like it's a cool thing for kids i think
0: yeah, I mean, like I said, just like being able to look at those guys in the eyes and be like, you no, know, like, coach, we're not losing this game, and 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 in two months earlier, we if, if I'd have taken that visit, I mean, actually th- that same season, I I took a visit, and the kid just handed me the ball and was like, no, I can't do this, and, and it was just a totally different, like, like, like there was none of that, um, to to and it's cool because it's not something where you as the coach have to like talk it into them. Like they're telling each other, like, no, like we've got this. Um, and it's, it's, it's that, you know, as a teacher, you see it like, Hey, it's, I can tell you something. I can teach you to do something. We can work with it together, but can you do it on your own? Uh, you know, like, can you take ownership of it and, 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 and get to that mindset on your own um, and to see all those kids do that was really cool.
1: And then, you know, you're there for a handful of years and then you get a cool opportunity that I think, All coaches, whether they'd admit it or not, deep down would really love the chance to open up a school themselves, you know, to to be part of a brand new experience. And you're not having to. I don't know if corrects the right word or train anything or rebuild like you're building something from scratch. It's a really cool opportunity for you. So how did this how did this come about?
0: Yeah, so. um like a lot of Florida right now, um, our area is, uh, is booming and, and there's a ton of houses getting put in and um, they, they were adding a new high school um, in one of those spots. And uh, um, I put my name in the hat uh, to, to, to try to get it, um, you know, wasn't sure, you know, if, if I'd even stand a chance and kind uh, of find out, ended up really clicking with the administration and the, the athletic director and uh, uh, to, to. Help start and be the first coach at uh, Parish Community High School, um, which uh, for me is is just an absolute honor uh, because this area is is like I said, it's growing like crazy, and, and there's so many people moving from throughout the country uh, here um, that it's it's got just a different feel to it. Like it does not feel like your Florida beach town or anything like that. Like this has got different people with different values from all over the country. Um and to take that into a, a, a baseball program uh and build it up from from the ground up has just been a, a, a just a, a really cool opportunity. Come with some headaches too, but uh, uh definitely just been an awesome opportunity.
1: Yeah, I immediately think about like, okay, you gotta make sure rakes get ordered, and <laughs> they gotta get uniforms ordered, and gotta have hats, and you gotta have baseballs, and you gotta have all the screens. And you gotta make sure everything's put together the way it's supposed to be. So, you know, you get the job. You congratulations, you're the Parish Community High School head baseball coach. Now what?
0: <laughs> so the first thing I did um, is I wanted to know who we had and what we had, um, and um for our, for the who we had that was a lot harder than i anticipated uh because it's not like you could just step on campus or you know go back to the previous year's roster or do any of that stuff so i was going to guidance counselors community people and, and, and the athletic director and be like all right so who exactly is coming to this school um and, and, and then filtering that down of who's interested in baseball so as far as sending emails out and Doing all calls and, and things like that and just hoping, uh, you know, that because we don't have middle school baseball here and, and, and our school pulls from three different middle schools. So uh, trying to do all that while making sure that, you know, the area coaches don't think I'm trying to poach their kids that are going to their school and, and, and doing all that. was crazy. So uh, eventually ended up doing that, had a team meeting. Um, ended up in Florida, we can run a, uh, a, a summer and fall team that's, um, that's with our kids, uh, but it's gotta be from a, a, an outside uh, sanctioned team. So, uh, ended up starting a, uh, um, travel team, uh, with our kids that way, uh, just to see who we had. Um, so did that, um, ended up having some good interest, knew right away we had some talent, uh, which was really cool. Um, but then we had to figure out what we had and uh was told that our field would be ready it wasn't ready they didn't have anything ready to roll so we ended up doing everything at a community uh park which we got kicked out of that thing so many times ended up uh uh throwing at the back of a middle school and just hitting fungos on it in a cow pasture like it was it was a whole ordeal um but it was cool because um you know like i said you know you talk about the getting rakes and stuff ordered like they had previously done all of that ahead of time, and how they did it, um, I, I don't know of a better way to do it. But man, I, they, they ended up going to uh, the sales rep uh, and saying, "Hey, what do you need to start a baseball team?" And then boom, that's what we got. So we had just a hodgepodge of random stuff that was not necessarily um, yeah. what I would have selected, nor what yeah. we needed. I mean, there's still stuff that I'm like, no, don't need that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, could have uh, asked a baseball
1: stuff. coach maybe
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so they uh you know putting together a turtle and building all that stuff i mean i i how i didn't lose my entire coaching staff from from <laughs> trying to construct stuff in the uh, uh the, the Florida summers is a, a blessing in and of itself
1: but just building an outstrit L- we have a we' have- bought a new L screen, not even a big deal, just one new L screen and it's it's sitting at the field right now and nobody wants to be the one that has to put it together because <laughs> it's just a pain. It's like, it's, it's one L screen. That's not even that big of a deal, but they're just, all of them are such a pain. There's going to be parts missing. The net's always a pain to get on. It's just like a whole thing. And so you're doing that with a whole program, putting together everything. You don't have a field. Finished year one, obviously, you're not gonna have huge numbers. You know, it's it's gonna take a while to grow. So I think you had told me you know off air that it was like 13 or 15 somewhere in there, guys. Got tryouts in year one. And then of course we fast forward to this past year, and you're you know, around 75. So the numbers obviously grew. The school obviously grew a ton. You start getting all these kids in there that previously have been at other schools, or you know, obviously, like you talking about people moving into the community. So you finish up year one, uh, you're diving into year two. Uh, what were your reflections as you were trying to look into that second year when things started getting, hopefully at least a little bit more stable from the facility side of things?
0: Yeah, for for us, the biggest thing was, uh, you know, we knew we were going to be young because how we opened up was we opened up with a full freshman class, and then the uh, the sophomore class was um, all of those kids had started at a previous high school. So, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really know what to expect talking to some of the fall sports that that sophomore class wasn't the greatest because a lot of those kids were able just to stay at their previous schools. We got really lucky, um, that our first, what ended up being our first graduating class last year, um, had a lot of talent, had a lot of really good kids with good families. Um, and so for us, uh, that first year we, uh, uh, I think we ended up going like five and five and then COVID hit, um, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, uh, that actually probably ended up being a blessing for us. Uh, the, the fact that we just got to play a, a shortened season, um, uh, because some of the, the headaches, the frustration of, you know, people, people, button heads and all that stuff was starting to, uh, starting to happen. And, and because we were so young, we didn't know how to handle that very well. Um, sure. so the biggest thing going into year two, Was um and it really started over COVID was like man like we've got to build these kids together um we've got to build a culture and a community um I mean it's it's in our school's name we are Parish Community High School and and uh just building a baseball community amongst ourselves amongst the families whether amongst the kids and the coaches um so we just started doing um it was weekly Zoom sessions you know I would contact our assistant coaches and be like, all right, look, hitting guy, like, you know, uh, or we've got a really great hitting coach, and uh, Alex Machado, and I would contact him and say, all right, look, we want these kids to, to buy into our plan, our philosophy. Um, you know, we're going to use this time of these kids sitting at home, and we're going to make them sit through and essentially have a baseball class. Um, and that's kind of what we did over COVID. Um, and we really started to see that pay off, uh, you know, we saw a payoff on year two, um, but year three, especially uh, year two was more of a, uh, okay, guys are starting to get a little more physically mature um, and, and kind of needed to weed out some of the bad habits and, 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 you know, if there was, you know, a couple of, of kids that weren't on board, now we had a little more numbers that we could, you know, I don't want to say leverage or anything like that to make it sound in a negative way, but um it, 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 it became a, like, look, you're here for the program or you're not here at all, um uh, kind of a standpoint. And, and being able to do that in year two, I think really, uh, helped us take those next steps and of growth of, of like, look, this, these are going to be our standards. We're going to stick to them. Um, and, and if you're not here to abide by that, like, that's fine. Like, like there's, there's other local community leagues you can go play with, like, um, but this is this is how we're gonna do things and we're not gonna uh, bend that for, for anything.
1: And obviously you made it to the regional semifinals last year. you're entering now into year four. so you have your fourth spring this year. Um, obviously, we talked about before a lot of, a lot of people in the school. It's not a tiny little school with a, or a tiny little community with a giant school right There's, it's, it's full. Uh, no. And so you it's at this point, I assume it's starting to feel, kind of like a normal school and a little bit more normal program do you feel like the the baseball program is is getting to where you envision it being or are you do you still feel like you've got a ways to go like what is your personal feeling of like where the program is in relation to where you feel like it should be
0: Yeah, I mean, when I first got the job, my goal was to have this thing moving how we wanted to um, by our 2022 season. So last year, (laughs) year three. Um, And uh, I would say we didn't necessarily start off that way. uh, But like you said, we we were uh, able to go to a regional semifinal. We we played further into the playoffs than anybody in our area, uh, which was really cool because we, we, we were always the new guys. And, and for three years, it was, oh, Hey, in that new school in parish, And um, we didn't really notice it as much last year, probably until this, this past summer of like, you know, we're not really the new guys anymore. Like we are just, we're, we're, <laughs> we're one of the schools. And um, I think we've, we've done a good job with our program. Our kids have done a great job of, of buying into to what we want to do from a development side and, and, they're getting better and, and, and they're doing a tremendous job representing our program, whether they go off to play on in other sports or with travel teams and the summer circuits and things like that. And, uh, um, you know, it, it really hit us this fall, uh, cause we do a, a fall little high school travel league. Um, and, uh, it, we ended up going undefeated this fall and, and, and we beat a lot of people and scored a lot of runs. And, uh, it, it, it really hit us. I was talking to some of the guys that have been around since we first started, which there's really not many left. I think there's two or three guys left. Um, and uh, just kind of like, you know, this is different. Like this year, this year feels different going into the season. Like we are no longer the new guys. Um, you know, we're not targeting other people. Like we've got the target kind of on our back, um, which mm-hmm. is which is cool because they, they are they are they're taking ownership of that for sure.
1: And then you also this year would be year four, so you're going to have your first group then of kids who have been the only high school they've ever known is Parish Community High School. And I think that's got to be kind of a cool feeling that to me kind of signifies like what you were talking about, like we're we're just one of the other schools now, like we're not there's nothing special that we're new. It's just we're part of the group now. I think that's got to have a good feeling to it. So as you look for this this group of this first you know graduating class, who have been there all four years. Uh, what do you think that's going to mean to you guys as you, you watch them kind of play in their last game, whatever it might be, and, and prepare for graduation?
0: Yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of a taste of that last year with our, our 2022 group. This was the first time we had a, a group of seniors, and we had the four guys that had been with us since since we got started. And, um, you know, having a taste of that last year, I'm definitely not looking forward to senior night by any means because I, I, I hate goodbyes uh and and i'll I'll cry like a little baby but uh um no it's 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 really cool i mean just like to see these guys take a a leadership role um you know to see them buy into whether it's different you know mantras we use or different philosophies from a hitting standpoint or defensively or stuff in the classroom like we had our best uh, uh um we had our best semester in the classroom this past fall and and you know, I, it, I, I've i been upfront with these guys. Like I, I fully think that's due to our, um, you know, guys that have been here since day one, making sure that those people who come in after them, like they know how far this program has gone in such a short time um, it, and what things were like when we didn't have cages or bullpens or we were thrown into cow pasture. Like, um, you know, it's, it's, they all have their back in my day stories from, you know, two, three years ago. So uh, it's cool to see uh, them really just take ownership of that. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm not looking forward to senior night or whatever the last game is uh, for our season this year. Cause I, I, I hate goodbyes, but uh, um, it's, it's definitely a sense of pride because um, you know, those guys that are still with us uh, from when we got started um, you know, there were some bumps in the road, but man, it, it, They're all, I think, seeing that, you know, they're better for it. And and not only are they better, but uh, us as coaches are also better for, for having them.
1: It also makes me think about how now you're going to become the old coach who tells his players about, man, when we first started, we were playing catch in the cow pasture and all the, they're going to be rolling their eyes like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Because you're, you're about to lose that group of kids who actually were there playing catch in the cow pasture. And so part of me is like, Oh man, that's, that's kind of funny that you'll be, you'll be that coach now. But I also think too of like, for like community relationships and um, so like for like, our school, we're, I think next year, by our 70th year. So our school has been around for a long time. And so it's kind of cool when we do like fundraisers or stuff. Like this past fall, we did a fundraiser and I'm going through the checks and everything. And like the names on the checks are like families who have had kids come through and play that graduated like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, and it's really cool because it's like tons of people in the community are invested in our program. And when you're starting a brand new school out, how do you like, how do you find relationships? And like, how do you build relationships? Because I think it's so easy and natural at a school that's been here for 70 years. But when you're in year one, two, three, four, like, how do you go about building relationships with the community and trying to find ways to fundraise and, and I don't know, rely on them and get them to come to games and just like that piece to me is seems like one of the harder ones as I kind of think about what it would be like to open a new school.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was a huge challenge for us. Um, it was was reaching out to the community, being a new school, being in an area that never had a high school. Uh, you know, they had always gone to across the river to a different place, and uh, which has a ton of ties. And those guys are very very faithful, which is which is fine. I mean, shoot, if I was back home, I would be very faithful and uh, <laughs> to my old high school as well. So, sure. uh, but it's just one of those things that you just got to put yourself out there. Uh, which I think we did a, a, a pretty good job of that um, by uh, first and foremost just using the kids we had and families we had in our in our building um, and uh, kind of relying upon them to to uh, reach out to a lot of these communities uh, and these businesses and and uh, saying like shoot like what can we do to help you guys and, and vice versa uh, you know and that was something that was definitely a challenge. Um, you know we had, a couple of guys, um, because our area has so much spring training and stuff like that. Um, thankfully, we had a couple of guys who uh, reached out and and, and, and and actually recognized that struggle of like, hey, like I know my high school down the road, they've got they've got big leaders and, and college guys all over the place, and you guys have none of that. And so uh, we're willing to come out, whether it was donating stuff to us or uh, you know coming out and working with our kids, um, that was huge. Um, and we also just did a ton of camps and uh, in, in trying to reach out to the youth uh, to kind of just put ourselves out there uh, and be there as much for our community as we can. Um, and so uh, uh, thankfully we have, you know, being from Indiana, that was another challenge because I don't have those family connections to this area, but um, our softball coach, uh, she's a, a parish lifer and, and she's got so many contacts and um, you know, so many other people at our school is, has as well. So, um, I've been thankful uh, to to know people who know people, um, and that's kind of been the biggest uh, uh, resource that, that that we've had.
1: If someone asked, uh, maybe one of your players, or maybe a community member, maybe even you, like what, how would you define the Parish Community High School baseball program? Uh, in terms of either culture or in terms of how you play the game or, you know, that general kind of idea, what would you probably say or what would your players say about the program?
0: Um, I would think that, and I would hope, uh, you know, people would uh, look at our kids and look at our program of, of um, somebody, or, or, you know, our, our kids are going to be held accountable. Um, Our kids are going to, Uh, you know be great members uh, of their community uh, great members to the school they're going to represent you know uh, the PCHS logo on their shirts um, with pride Um, and that's something that they're going to take pride in for you know for a lifetime Um, and you know just really understanding that we're building something special um, and and, uh, that we're making uh, you know generations that are going to come in after us like there's going to be pride uh, that when when people look back upon uh, these groups of, of kids that are coming through um, in, into this program and where it's the direction that it's headed um, you know we just want really good kids uh, that do the right thing on and off the field that are going to um, you know face adversity uh, with with humility um, and, and they're just going to be good people that are you know blue-collar hard-working um and uh you know just a pleasure to be around
1: when you first kind of dove into this thing did you have an idea of like what you want to do in terms of i don't know like team rules in terms of uh incorporating parents into the program where where the line's going to be um what are kids going to be like in the classroom did you create some sort of big Binder, I know guys have have done like notebooks and things before. I know other coaches who have had like one team rule of basically like don't let your teammates down. Like where were you in that whole process and discussion of thinking through the kind of nuts and bolts part of the program like that?
0: Yeah, as far as like expectations and and uh you know just like program um you know building, uh, I I knew sort of how what I wanted it to look like and just kind of built work backwards from there. Um, and the biggest thing, uh, you know, we've got three pillars in our program that, um, that we've worked to kind of use to, uh, identify how we want this program to look. And, you know, we use, uh, humility, excellence, and unity. Um, those are kind of the three things that we use and and, and preach about, um, you know, like we want guys that are going to be humble. Uh, we want guys that are going to, uh, be selfless, be team first, you know, and do all that stuff that, that, that it takes to become a really good team. Uh, because there's nothing that really rubs me the wrong way, and, and I, I know a lot of other baseball guys and coaches as well of, of, of those I guys. Um, you know, we actually have a rule at our school. It's a, it's, a, and it's one thing I think our athletic directors done a tremendous job of. Uh, there's no number one in anywhere in our program uh, hmm. for whether it's the baseball team, the softball team, or the you know volleyball team. No one, no one wears the number one in our school. Um, and there's a, a, a jersey that's made up uh, with uh, a, a Paris number one because it's, it's the school first, uh, which I think is really cool. Uh, that's something that our athletic director, Sean Trent, put together. Um, we also want excellence to be at the forefront. You know, we don't want people to settle for anything less than their best um, so that's something we push for, uh, big time. Um, and then, uh, unity as well, just making sure that everyone's sort of, you know, integrated and, and, and is trying to be as inclusive, um, and together as, as we possibly can.
1: I had, uh, Nolan Nyman on recently in his, his episode at the time we're recording, this hasn't come out yet, but he, um, saw that you were, you were going to come on the show and he had nothing but nice things to say to you. And I think that's always kind of a good, judge of a coach is having somebody who even you coach against who speaks highly of you. And, um, why do you think people would look at your program and say, yeah, that, that Andrew Jetsky guy, he's, he's doing a good job. What is it about your program that you think outwardly uh, other teams or, or programs or coaches are saying, well, I think they're doing this pretty well.
0: Yeah. No, no one's a great dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing, uh, that episode. I know, uh, he, he does a tremendous job as well with his program and, uh, um, I know we, we look forward to, to playing each other each year cause, uh, we, uh, we have a great time with it. So, uh, um, I, I think as far as, you know, I think people want to come to parish, um, and, mm. and I wouldn't say I'm the reason for that whatsoever. I mean, if so, that's great, but I, I, I don't personally think that's the case. I think it's what our kids have done, what our families have done to, to make this, um, uh school to make this team uh something that is um uh uh it's 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 enticing i mean it's it's something that if you want your kid to have a a tremendous high school experience i think that um our community whether it's the parish baseball family the 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 kids the coaches um uh, the the families i think uh it's just a really cool experience that it's hard to kind of put to words why um it is that way um but i think it's just the 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 people um that are a part of it just make it so
1: special and and having people i think is really important and one of of the early things i I think of too when i think of building you know program from the ground up is like how do you hire a coaching staff because for so many of us when you know you get a coaching job of course there's already people in place there's A lot of times it's like, all right, let's go win. We'll have a year with the people who are already there. You know, I'll bring in a couple of my own people. Let's just kind of see how how things go. But then obviously when you're taking over a program from scratch, it's like, all right, we've got the head baseball coach and now what? So when you kind of look back and through the last few years too, like what have you guys done in terms of trying to find good quality people to help coach with you?
0: Yeah, that, that is definitely a huge, uh, uh, challenge. You know, you're not inheriting anybody. Uh, <laughs> now we're, we're lucky. Like I said, there's Bradenton, Florida Ford is a baseball rich area. Um, you know, we've got the pirate spring training uh, locally, uh, IMG's just down the road. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a ton of, uh, you know, baseball in the area. So with that comes a lot of baseball people that come back to the area. So, uh, we're fortunate with that. Um, you know, when, when we were putting a staff together, um, the, the biggest thing I want is I want people who are selfless. Um, I want people who, who don't care uh, who gets the credit. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but um, I, I just don't think, um, you know, what we ask from our kids, I think should we should ask of our coaches as well. So, you know, having no ego uh, and, and just making sure that we're doing everything possible that that's that's best for the kids um and with that you know i think meeting with the people um you know quite frankly when, when we're hiring coaches um i'd probably invite them out to be with us sooner than i probably should um because ultimately i can talk to you on the phone i can you know do a bunch of stuff but for me it's i, I gotta see you actually in action um and so uh, i i want to make sure that we've got you know good dudes that are, that are good to be around Uh, That uh, communicate effectively with our kids, um, and and they share a similar vision. Uh, I don't need it to be the same as what I'm uh, as the vision I have, but I want it to be similar uh, because I also want our guys to be willing to to challenge, uh, you know, what it is we're doing on a daily basis. Because if we need to change something for the betterment of the program, I'll I'll be the first to say, all right, let's do it. Um, And so. We found some really talented coaches, um, I've argued, uh, and I'm sure no one would, would argue against me, but uh, we've, we've, I think we've got the most talented coaches uh, uh, in the area, uh, bar none. Um, we've got uh, on our staff, our hitting coach, Alex Michaud, former Division One hitter. Um, we've got a former uh, minor league umpire, Nick Susie, uh, who is uh, really connected in the travel ball scene uh down here. Um we've got a former coach and Tony Abrams with USA Baseball. I've got a guy who played baseball at Cornell and Mike Branca. I've got a guy who played at UConn and Connor Buckley. Like just the 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 resumes from some of these guys is 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 awesome and, and the resumes I think speak for themselves. But man, it's like you go through one of our practices and you watch these guys work and they're individuals um and, and all these guys can be head coaches. And it's it's really cool to see um, you know, that play out. And it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, there's been guys that we've had come out like, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work out with us. So, uh, you know, we go a different route and uh, uh, you know, that's just something that we've kind of uh, worked with. You know, we've got a, 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 just a really tremendous staff.
1: I had a coach a while back when you're talking about that, that maybe think of uh, I, it of, I sounded great. Uh, Talked to him, seemed like, a, so we bring him on staff and we're about three weeks into the, the, the season and i had to be like you know i i messed up i i I, it's not working and i had to basically let a guy go three weeks into our spring season and it was really awkward our kids are asking hey what happened to coach so-and-so i'm like yeah just i made a mistake it was a problem that was made and uh cuz you're right dude you can make it sound really good and 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 awesome you can make your resume look really good you can be really good with adults like you and I could have a great conversation and then we get out to the field and you realize wow that max guy is terrible with kids he doesn't know how to handle them he doesn't know how to talk to them he doesn't know he might know how to hit he might be really good at it but he might not know how to translate that into helping a kid hit like there's a lot of things you don't know about a guy coaching or girl coaching until they're actually coaching and i think that's really cool if if teams and leagues and whatnot are able to do that to bring someone in prior to saying yes for sure you're hired I think that's a big deal because like you said man you can really figure something out about somebody and know if it's a right fit if you have them in front of kids coaching kids that's basically what the whole job is right
0: yeah I mean that's I, that's why I love how we can do our summer and fall stuff because you know we can use that as experimental time and, and uh, you know hey get in front of some kids hey, you know, I'll tell if a guy says he's a hitting guy and, and say, great, uh, I'm saying, great, I'm a pitching guy. So you're going to go down to the cages and you're going to run, uh, you know, whatever you want in this particular cage. Alex is going to be at the cage next to you. He's our hitting guy that I trust. I know he's going to do a great job. And then, you know, I'll, uh, that that's essentially, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that's part of your interview. So, <laughs> you know, and I'll talk to Alex afterwards and say, Hey, like, what did you think? What did you get a chance to talk hitting with him? and, you know, ha- having everybody on the same page and, uh, is just, uh, I think, a huge, huge important part to
1: that. I appreciate you coming on here and having this conversation and, and being willing to play the little uh, can you remember what you're like 10 years ago deal at the start. <laughs> um, and Jennifer Aniston, still your favorite actress. I don't know, but you knew right away who it was. That's pretty cool and uh, interesting to hear. I had, a, I had a good buddy of mine on a while back, basketball coach, who had the same opportunity here in Oregon to open up a new high school. And uh, from the basketball side and really interesting to hear it from the baseball side, too, because there is something a little bit unique just to, when you factor in the field and facilities part of it. Um, and then obviously you have everything else that goes on in, in trying to create a baseball program, especially. in like you were saying, down near Bradenton, where there's just this really rich history of baseball and a lot of good baseball schools and players. And then you've got the minor leagues and the then you got spring training and you, you just got a really cool baseball area down there and um not necessarily the easiest place probably to start a brand new high school and try to attract people to to be interested in playing there but um i'm excited for you guys it's it's cool that you feel like you're starting to hit that stride that you wanted to be by year four and um it's gonna be a cool experience for you to cry like a baby when this those seniors graduate this year and playing their senior night and everything that goes on with that but um wanted to give you the mic you know one more time you kind of know the drill if there's anything that we missed anything maybe we should have gotten to that we didn't or shout outs. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, just, um, give you the mic one more time.
0: No, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for, uh, for having me on and, uh, uh, for getting to, to relive that journey. Some of those questions were, uh, I don't know what was, uh, what was going through the mind when uh, we were answered some of those you know 10 years ago. So maybe I don't want to know either. So, um, yeah. but <laughs> I, I, just appreciate, uh, you, you having us on and, uh, get the chance to talk about, uh, you know, the high school that I got to help, uh, start with. And our program is, is something I love to do. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an opportunity that I wouldn't, uh, have gotten, um, if it wasn't for, you know, all the mentors and stuff like that that I've had, uh, along the way. So, uh, just, uh, really pre- appreciative, uh, of, uh, everything that, uh, you know, you guys are doing for the coaching community, uh, because I think the coaching community is, uh, um, it, it, there's no better job in the world uh, and uh, so just uh, really appreciative for that
1: yeah the coach community is amazing and the willingness of people to share especially within the baseball world too I might be biased you might be biased but I feel like baseball coaches are just so willing and open to share whatever they want to share like I could have probably asked you about how you do signs and you probably would have Given it a second to actually tell me what you guys use as signs in the we'll it. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: right. Like the baseball world is just amazing, and it's it's they're they're so open, and like we truly just want kids to have a good experience, and coaches to get better. And I think that's one of the cool things about podcasts and being able to have guys like you on. Is it just it helps? Like it, like having good mentor coaches, like you talked about. It just kind of helps us learn without having to go through those trials, and we all go through trials anyway, but without having to go through all these extra trials and mistakes on our own, it just kind of speeds up that maturation process. So I appreciate you coming and doing that and um, wish you guys the best of luck this spring. And like I said, can't thank you enough.
0: Thank you, same to you, I appreciate you.
1: You know, actually, similar to Brett, I was a sidearm pitcher, submarine, in fact, in high school. However, I definitely did not ever pitch for Big Ten school. Hope you enjoyed hearing about Parish Community High and the work Brett spit out to. If you aren't signed up for the weekly newsletter, if you haven't picked up some High School Coaches Club stickers, you should definitely do so. Head on over to highschoolcoachesclub.com to get started. Don't forget to leave a rating or a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if you found any value at all from this episode or any previous episode, share it on social media to your followers via email to your fellow coaches or through the old-fashioned word of mouth. doesn't matter how you do it. Just find a way to bring a few more listeners in who might benefit. That's how we all get better, and that's how we grow the club. Huge fist bump to Coach Andrzejewski for jumping on the call with me. Thanks again to Netting Pros for sponsoring the episode, and to you for clicking that play button. If you have any recommendations for people who should be guests on the show, be sure to reach out to me, even if that recommendation is you. Follow the club on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at HS Coaches Club. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mr. Max Price, and can reach me via email, Max at highschoolcoachesclub.com. All right, that's it. That's all I've got. You're awesome. You matter. Thanks for all you do. And as Coach Lee would say, loving you.